Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God and talk about it and allow it to transform our lives. We've been talking this week about faith, how important it is in our life and what it is and what it isn't, what true faith is, and it's not hard to see how important it is. Indeed, we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And indeed, all of our spiritual growth and maturity and all that we'll ever really accomplish for God must be done by faith. It's pretty amazing to see some of the people in Scripture who had real flaws as we went through first, or as we went through Hebrews chapter eleven, and we saw people who were really flawed in their lives. They had really some significant character flaws and sins in their lives. But every one of them were people of faith, and God honors faith. You may not like it. You wish you may wish you could be approved by God by your own goodness, by by your good character, by your morality. But what we see in Scripture, and by the way, those are good things to have good character and morality, and so that's all good. But what God really is moved by is a person of faith, and so we want to look this morning. How do we increase our faith? This is something that the apostles came to Jesus. He was talking to them. He just talked to them about the importance of forgiveness. And their response was, Lord, increase our faith. And I would imagine that's been your prayer and my prayer. Oh, God, increase our faith. Wouldn't you love to be a person of great faith, mountain-moving faith, the type person who your prayers really have an effect that, that you just there's something about your life that people know this is a man of God, a woman of God, a person of faith, and their faith moves the hand of God. It causes God to, to get, go into action, and God's responding to that faith. Boy, I want to be a person like that. I read biographies of people like this who, who changed the world, who had a mighty effect because of their faith in God, and God acted on their behalf as a result of their faith. Well, when the, the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith, he had an interesting answer. He said, the Lord said, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you would say to this, the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. What an interesting thought. I mean, the mustard seed, as we know the story, the mustard seed is a small seed that Jesus would have known of. It's just a tiny little seed. And I think what he's saying, by the way, it does grow, and we want to have faith that does grow. But I think what he's saying is here, it's not so much this the size of your faith as what is the object of your faith. A little bit of faith in Jesus Christ will save you. A whole lot of faith in Muhammad or Islam or in reincarnation or in in any number of other things won't save you. This is important. Everyone has some faith. The issue is not so much how much faith do I have, but the object, who is my faith in? A little bit of faith in Jesus will save you. A lot of faith in a false prophet or a false teacher or a false Messiah isn't going to save you. It's the object of our faith. And so, it's important, you know, when D.L. Moody 
was a great evangelist, and he would pray, Lord, increase my faith, increase my faith. And he kept making that as prayer. And one day, he came across Romans 10, 17 that says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Faith comes by hearing. And he said, wait a minute, I don't need to keep praying for more faith. I just need to get in the word of God more. I need to saturate my life with the word of God. And indeed, Moody went on to be a person of tremendous faith, a great soul winner. We still read about him today. It's a tremendous biography, very inspiring, because he got into the word. And can I encourage you that if you want to be a person of great faith, you need to get into the word. We talk about that here every day. If you're new, we always I always encourage you, come and join us daily. If you're getting into the Word of God like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, once a week on Sunday morning, if you happen to show up that Sunday, you're not going to be a person of great faith. It just isn't going to happen. You need to be in the Word of God, feeding your soul. And we need to realize that we there are comp- competition for our faith, that we're constantly being told to just be dazzled and amazed by what we see with our own eyes by what we understand by we're constantly under this attack that all that matters is what's visible faith is an assurance of things hoped for a conviction of things we don't see a person of faith can see the unseen they have a conviction that things that are not visible are real they're true and there's something they become convinced of and that is what faith is This book, the Bible, is about, that's what it's about. It's telling us about this, about a God who's not seen, about God's principles, which often go contrary to what the the world is teaching us. And so if we want to be people of great faith, let's follow that example of D.L. Moody and be people in the Word every day, inspired by it, edified by it, learning it understanding, growing in our our understanding of God and our practical knowledge of God. But I think it's more than just an academic understanding we need. Some people, they get into the Word of God, and it's not changing their lives because they're not seeing it properly, and they're they're, they're not really getting to the purpose of it. I like what it says in Daniel 11, 32, the people who know their God will display strength and take action. These were people of faith. People of faith, we know from James, people of faith will be people who take action. Paul, James talk, In James chapter 2, he, talks, he contrasts living faith with dead faith. Living faith will always produce works in your life. Dead faith won't. If you have a dead, ineffective faith, it won't change your life. If you have a living, dynamic faith in Jesus Christ, it will transform you. It will change your life. It'll, cha- it'll produce works in your life. The works do not save you. The works are evidence that you have saving faith in Jesus Christ. And so this is important to understand that real the people who know their God. And so is it possible to know the Bible without knowing God? Is it possible to read your Bible and not know God? Is it possible to, to, to analyze your Bible and not know God? And I'd say the answer must be yes. The Pharisees knew the Scripture, but they didn't know God. And so we want to be people who know the Scripture, but we also want to know more than that. Jesus testified in John 5 that it's the Scriptures that bear witness to him. 
And so we want to go, we, we don't want to just study the Bible like it's a, a you know, a dead cadaver, like we're in a laboratory studying a studying something that's dead and analyzing it and testing it. No, we want to come with the humility to learn, to understand the God who's the author, the God who's behind the Scripture, the God who's revealed to us in Scripture. And as we know, know that, faith will come through the Word, but as a living faith will cause us to produce, uh, to, to, to generate real, to, well, here we go, to display strength. That's the word I'm looking for, to display strength and take action. Oh, brothers and sisters, this is what we want to be like. This is the crying need of our day. Not people who just can quote verses. Not people who can just attend church. But the people who the the Scripture has so affected and we're displaying strength, we're taking action in our lives, in our communities, in our relationships, in our families, in our churches, in our country, in our world. Amen? This is what we want to be. Now, it's interesting to me. I was thinking here about this morning, and I mentioned in the chat that God gave me a new insight this morning about faith, and I've been, I've been bothered lately about how people, Christian young people, are drifting away from the faith and becoming enamored with and having their faith in the things of this world. Things that aren't bad in and of themselves, technology, for instance, well, we're using technology right now. There's nothing bad about it. Some people have faith in science. Some people have faith in those who create wealth and make a lot of money. These are pulling people away from faith in our God. And it struck me, people will go towards what they, people have faith in that which amazes them. People will have faith not only in what they know about. This is what I've taught a lot in the past. If you want a great faith, get in the Word of God. Learn the Word of God. What you hear the most, you'll believe. There's a, even a lesson of propaganda here. But evil propagandists realize if they repeat a lie over and over and over and over again, people begin to believe it. What you hear the most, that our mind, you can't have faith in what you don't know. You can't believe what you don't know. And what we hear over and over again, we tend to believe. And so I've often said, get in the Word over and over again, and you'll tend to believe it. Get into other things over and over again, you'll tend to believe it. Even hear a lie over and over again, you'll tend to believe it. This is why we've got to be careful not only what we put into our heart, the Word of God, but what we're careful that we don't put into our heart. We don't sit in the seat of a scoffer. We don't listen to the voice of the mocker. Whether it's in the music, in the movies, in the schools, wherever it is, we've got to be careful that even if it's false and we hear it over and over and over again, we may tend to believe it. Be careful. Watch what comes into your heart, into your mind, through your eyes and your ears. But it's, it's interesting to me. I was thinking how people have become amazed with science. And indeed, medical science and what science is able to do, even in our lifetime, pretty is, is pretty astonishing. They become amazed with people who have been able to generate great wealth, the Elon Musk, the Bill Gates of our world. They become amazed with people who, who've had been able to create technology that, that takes us to levels that cause us to say, wow, look what they're doing with artificial intelligence or with robots or with, with computers or things of this nature. We live in a world where it's changing rapidly, and there's things that we're seeing that amaze us. 
athletes that amaze us, singing voices that amaze us. We're, we have exposure now because of the world we live in to some of the most talented people where, that, that, that amaze us. They do. But you know what? My question to you is this. When was the last time you were amazed by Jesus? When was the last time you were amazed by our God? I want to tell you, our God is more amazing than science and medical science, what God has done, what God has created. Our God is more amazing than technology. Our God is more amazing than those who create great wealth. I often say on campus, you know, they ask, Tom, how do you make your money? And I say, well, my dad takes care of me. Your dad takes care of you? You trust fund baby, they say? No, I point out my dad manages the universe. He's got all the wealth there is. There's nobody more, more wealthy than my dad. There's nobody more smart than my dad, more creative than my dad, more, more efficient than my dad, more miraculous than my dad. You know, in the book, if you read through the Gospels, it's pretty interesting. In the book of Matthew, nine times it says that the people were amazed at Jesus. You go to the book of Mark, and it says it 11 times. They were amazed at Jesus. And Luke, nine times, the people were amazed at Jesus. We will tend to have faith in what amazes us. If you're amazed by medicine and technology and uh, science, you'll tend to have faith in medicine, technology, and science. If you're amazed by someone who's made a bunch of money, you'll tend to have faith in money or in that person or in how they did it. And again, I'm not against making money or, or using medicine or technology. I'm not, don't misunderstand it. Don't misunderstand me. But I want to say, let's be amazed by our God. Let's be amazed by what Jesus Christ does. Let's, let's be people of great faith that say, Lord Jesus, amaze us. Lord Jesus, amaze us. Do things among us that are amazing. We have faith in you. Grow. How do we grow our faith? We become amazed with our God. And then our faith grows, and then we see even more amazing things happen. Be amazed with our God. Be amazed with Jesus Christ. Be amazed with the love that he's shown. Be amazed with the miracles he's done. Be amazed with the teaching he gives. Oh, my friends, there's no one whose teaching is more wonderful. There's no one with greater power. And indeed, there's no one with greater love than our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, we bless you today with all of our heart. We are amazed at you. You're amazing. You amaze us with your love. You amaze us. You rose from the dead. You amaze us how you healed the blind, the left, the, the blind, the deaf, the lame. You amaze us, Jesus, with the wisdom of your teaching. You amaze us with your boldness to confront people who were powerful, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and even Pilate himself. You amaze us at how you spoke. Jesus, we pray, we, we pray that we would not become so familiar with us, with you, that we lose our amazement with you. We pray we'd see you freshly. We pray we'd see there's no one like you, never has been, never will be. Jesus, we love you today. We're amazed by you. We say increase our faith, our faith in you. We, Lord, some of us, we just have faith the size of mustard seed but we pray it would all be in you and we'd be amazed by you, the object of our faith, our great God. Jesus, we bless you, we love you, and we worship you today. And it's in your name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. 
hey, I hope you are amazed by Jesus. And I hope you get into the word of God every day and read and learn from it in such a way that you're inspired. Don't have dry, dead times reading the Bible. It's sure possible. You can do it. The Pharisees did it. They just didn't see God in it. But our God is amazing. And that's why we're here every day. And so if you're new, welcome. I hope you come back and join us. I really do. I hope your faith grows. I hope you grow to understand God and to know him and to love him. And that's what this channel's about. That's why we not only look in the word of God, but we pray about it. It's so important that we take the things we learn and turn them into our prayers. So important that we go from just the knowledge to the heart close to God. And so if you come here every day, I know God, I know you're growing. I know your faith is growing. I know your life is changing. And I'm so glad you're here and so privileged to have the chance to be sowing good seed on the good soil of your life. If you're new, welcome. I hope you do subscribe, hit the notify button, share with your friends, like the video, leave a comment because I'd like to hear from you as well. But join us regularly. Make a, make a small commitment. I'll be here. It's only 15 minutes or so a day. If you watch, it'll change your life. I know it. So until we meet tomorrow, might you know your God. Might you be filled with the knowledge of God. And might you be a person who displays strength and takes action. Might your faith grow. Might my faith grow. Might we be amazed by our God. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.